Pit Guys. Hey everybody, we're back. We got a new episode tonight. We uh, we took a week off for the holiday, and we decided we still like doing this podcast thing. So yep. we're so we're back. We are back in mostly one piece. Yep, it was a nice uh, holiday week for us. Uh, it was a terrible week to go back to work, <laughs> but life happens. Uh, work? Why? Why do we have to go to work? <laughs> I know why we have to go to work. Well, we got to go to work to pay for this racing stuff. I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, good news is, is we're that much closer to hammers. True. There is that. That is a a bright a bright shining star. I smelled somebody uh, filling up a snowmobile with some race gas this week, and mm. I instantly had like flashbacks to Hammertown, man. Oh, race love gas. It. Yes. So when uh, my wife, her grandma did tractor pulls back in the day, you know, like uh, you go to the fairgrounds and there's different classes. They call them tractor pulls, but a lot of it's like pickup trucks and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there's always these big blown classes with big superchargers and big stuff. And, like, when we were first dating, I'd go up to Montana, Idaho with her and, you know, travel the circuit a little bit, get to meet family members. And that was one of the best things was smelling all that alcohol fuel and race fuel. And then they put, like, flavor. It's not flavors. It's smell Like scents. Yeah, scents. Thank you. Or smell They put smell in their fuel. So, like... You know, the purple car, it was, like, plum awesome, and it had, like, plum scent in the fuel. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I loved it. So I'll never forget uh, my father-in-law, Danny. He's a he's a big NHRA fan. That's, like, his, his racing that he likes. First time he ever took me to NHRA drags was in Topeka, Kansas. And, you know, it's the NHRA. You can walk up to pretty much any crew, any car, and be, like, feet away. And we got up to uh, John Force's car, <clears throat> and everybody was standing like 30 feet back. And I'm like, man, what are these fools doing? John Force is right there. I'm going to go snap a picture with John Force <laughs> while no one's around. And so I walk up there, and I'm like, why are all these people backing up? And then I see all these other dudes like behind the fence wearing like these masks. And I'm like, what are these <laughs> guys doing? And they fired up that nitro car. Yeah. And I was standing like five feet from the pipes. And I like (laughs) probably blacked out. I know I couldn't breathe, man. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, is the whole time, John Force's crew chief at that time was this old guy. I think his name's like Alan Johnson, maybe. Hmm. Not not Ultra 4 Alan Johnson. Different Alan Johnson. (laughs) And that old man was sitting right on top of the exhaust and the engine, smoking a cigarette, tuning the car. Like, he Mm. didn't even realize that there was, like, nitromethane all up in the air. It's great. So, we just had Thanksgiving. We were... I took the whole week off. What'd you do, Zach? I stayed here and worked, man. Oh, that seems boring. It was boring. It was weird because uh, you were like in Nebraska. Yep. Je- so, uh, Jeff was in Kansas, and here I was like stuck at home by myself. Mr. Traveler is at home, and no. the homebodies are away. So, yeah, I went to Nebraska. That's where I grew up, um, eastern, southeastern Nebraska. Uh, a couple years back, my folks sold the, the old homestead, the farm, and moved into town just south of Lincoln there, uh, closer to 
doctors and whatnot. You know, you get older, doctors become more important. So they got to... Uh, I wouldn't guess that Beckers go to doctors. Well, but. That's, that's the new thing, you know, going to doctors. But uh, so I went back and hung out, and a couple other siblings and their families showed up, and it was fun. It was fun. Got to go drive around uh, some of the areas I grew up in, some of the areas we farmed, and there There is a great episode of Doing Stuff with Hopper. Yes. That covers all this. So go check it out. However, I like I, like I said in the episode, I'll say it here. For those of you that knew my knew me when I was younger or back in the day, back when I'd go to the farm. The farm was, it was a wild place, okay? Because, you know, I'm into projects. So my projects started out on the farm. That's where I, you got land, you got buildings, you got stuff, you got things. Um, you know, I, like, as a, as a like, a teenager into amateur explosives and model rocketry and like anything that would go boom or fizzled or smoked or fired like I was into it um the other thing about Nebraska or the whole Midwest is stuff doesn't really catch on fire like it does in Colorado Colorado if you blink too hard the friction could ignite the forest right it's always prime for burning in the Midwest Mold grows unannounced. You have to keep your cereal and potato chips in Tupperware. Otherwise, it gets soggy. So it's, like, super safe to be a pyro in the Midwest because nothing catches on fire. Um, but you can't do that in town, can you? No, and you can't. Yeah, so this last time we went back, we're in town now, so I can't go out there and, you know, plant a homemade explosive into the trunk of a big oak and blow it up. Like, that doesn't happen there's law and order in certain parts of the world and in town is one of those parts but uh yeah it was fun uh had a good thanksgiving dinner you know the kind of the whole thanksgiving thing uh, my grandma rented this gigantic cabin yeah that place was huge it looked like yeah camp kataki it's a ymca camp out- camp shiitake kataki kataki okay <laughs> so Louisville, nebraska it's uh like right on the Platte River, right, you know, right at the mouth of the Platte where it goes into the Missouri. Um, but yeah, giant cabin, sweet fireplace. So we had a lot of fun running around there, stretching our legs. But uh, pretty uneventful. And usually, so here's the weird thing, Zach. Have you noticed anything weird when you go outside lately? Um, it being it's, December 2nd. It's gorgeous outside. So weird. Wearing a t shirt all afternoon. Yeah. So. Okay, so when I go back to Nebraska for Thanksgiving... For those of you that don't know, we do live in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, usually there's like a foot of snow by now, and it's freezing. 300 inches a year. And this year it's like negative 12 inches. No snow, warm. Anyway, usually you go back to Nebraska this time of year, and you're bound to hit some sort of severe weather in the form of a blizzard, either going there or coming back. So usually what happens is you get to, on the way back in the past, we get to Sterling, I-80 is just closing, I-76 is closed. I'm like, well, I don't really want to freaking hang out in Sterling. So then you bushwhack on all these like state highways all the way down south and then west. And it's always like a five-hour adventure and you almost die 30 times. Well, this time, beautiful weather both directions. It was kind of spooky. I think it was like 75 degrees in Denver today, man. Ridiculous. I don't even get it. I Whatever. Mean, I, I enjoy it. I'm not going to complain. 
Uh, I don't like it. Uh, it's not right. It's it, not Christian. It's fun watching all these hippies freak out, man, because there ain't no snow. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it looked like you had a good trip. I had a pretty boring week here, which was nice. Uh, that's kind of unusual for my family to have, like, three or four days to just, like, sit around and relax. Because it seems like we're always going and doing something. So we really enjoyed it. Uh, my wife and my son decorated the whole house for Christmas. Oh. That was cool. I'm not, like, super into that. I, I like that they're into that, but... Well, not so, my thing. so not my thing either. Like I, when I was single, I never decorated like anything period, but I you get married and then usually the women folk are like, ah, Christmas. And so I had to put a rule in my household. I was like, this is a rule. I will not budge. No Christmas until December 1st. Mm, see, I'm, I'm cool with Thanksgiving because you're, no. you're at home. And- no. Give Thanksgiving its day in the hay. Well, not not the the Thanksgiving day, but like you know, Friday, Saturday. Like we were just hanging out, so it was cool. I couldn't leave the county, so it's not like we were going to go anywhere or do anything. Really, That's true. You guys were all gone. Yeah, left me here. Well, so that being said, guess what I'm doing this weekend? Freaking decorating with. <laughs> Yeah. But I am working. It is my weekend to work at the plant, so I got a nice three day weekend. Gonna go down to the city and do a couple of little things. So, deliver your drive yeah, shaft. Yeah, you're gonna mule my drive shafts to Bill's Englewood drive shafts in Englewood, Colorado. Um, he how uh, between like you and me and the race team, that guy's probably had his hands on about oh my god ten of our drive shafts. Yeah, he's got a lot of money out of me, but uh, this time it's my fault because I measured my drive shaft. So super duties, you know, I I did my dually swap and I had to change dimension just a little bit because dana 80 rear ends a little bigger than the sterling 10 and a quarter which is what i went to i mismeasured it cut he bill cut the drive shaft too short on my measurement and at the same time i'd only brought the second part of the two-piece drive shaft he's like no you got to balance these together in phase like it's a one p you got to do it at the same time the front drive the front part and the rear part of the two-piece rear drive shaft so I, I knew that, man. Well, did, did you not know that? Well, no. Now you do. I do. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he's got to lengthen the rear part of the drive shaft, and then he's going to balance them, and then maybe put a new hanger bearing on. He tried to convince me to switch to this badass one-piece aluminum drive shaft, but it was going to be like 1500 bucks, and I was like, yep, not going to happen. He does good work, though outstanding work. and he does quick work it usually he's fast take long. and he's super accommodating like if you got like an emergency or like a deadline he can work with you on that and you know very very friendly people down there um it's a family business like i think is like grandpa started it back in like the 40s or something like that they've been there forever i think the last time you and i went there i saw a homeless Dude. guy dig food out of a dumpster with and he had a fishing pole. And he was, and uh, some kind of weird, like, sombrero. Yes. So this guy. It's in the ghetto. Oh, dude. It's, well, it's it's weird because it's like, so, you know, most of the front range, for those of you who don't live in Colorado, like, there's a lot of ghetto on the front range. Well, the whole front range is a ghetto. Sorry, but, people, but it is. <laughs> well, it's, it's a cesspool more than a ghetto. Yeah. Anyway, so a lot of this front range is, like, gentrifying, okay? You, you hear that hot button. Uh, topic of gentrification oh my gosh 
So you get like these super high-end, super chic, super like fancy, trendy things. Like they're they're redoing stuff. Things are like rooftop bars. You put in Colorado, there's a freaking brewery or a distillery every 18 inches. Like I don't understand the deal over breweries and distilleries. I mean, I enjoy alcohol, but not that extent. Anyway, I digress. So you go back to the fact that super high-end, like fancy stuff, and then right next to it's like a trap house and a dude in a sombrero with a fishing pole digging leftovers out of a dumpster. Weird. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. It was cultural. That's what it was. It was. We had we had some good culture. Um. But yeah, so you're heading down tomorrow. You're going to mule my stuff in. Um, my truck is almost done. I'm waiting for my paint to get done on the bed. It's taking a little longer than I would have hoped for, but... Any day. It's going to look Any beautiful. Day. I think the, the the guy who's doing the body work is like doing an extra good job. Um, so I, it's, it's going to be like more than I expected. That'll be nice. So I'll get the bed back on. Finish the wiring, and then the last two outstanding items is this drive shaft, and then the last one, which is kind of the one I'm putting off because it's the hardest, or at least the least fun, is I got to re- re-gear my front diff. So the problem with that is there's a, it's not like if you re-gear the rear, it's easy. You got you know full-floating rear axles. You just undo the hub bolts. You pull the axles, slide the axle shafts out a little bit, Differential comes out easy peasy lemon squeezy. The front, you gotta like disassemble like your hubs and then your your brakes and there's all this jazz you have to disassemble to be able to pull your axle shafts out. And the part that I'm annoyed about is I redid my front end like two years ago, and with these particular super duties, they have um, a vacuum actuated ESOF electronic shift on the fly, um, which never seems to work. Mine works most of the time because i went through the vacuum system and replaced stuff so i got these two big vacuum seals one in each knuckle and they're pretty new so i'll you can't really remove them without destroying them so i'm gonna have to buy two brand new vacuum seals for my knuckles but whatever or you do what i do and you just lock it in well yeah you could do that too but (laughs) i want my stuff to work so yep so just uh you know Biden time until it's time to go to California, yeah, I said think. Biden. Oh, I got political, didn't I? <laughs> That's as far as I'm going. Don't worry. Um, uh, Yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, just as far as the Ultra 4 part where I'm seeing, it looks like uh, the Ultra 4 corporate guys are all freaking at Hammertown right now having a big old party, maybe uh, plotting a race course. Possibly. I don't know. Miles is doing an awesome job of uh, posting some stuff. Yes, love your post, Miles. I do know that Ultra Four is supposed to be making a big announcement uh, that that involves people we know, uh, and we don't want to say anything. The because anticipation is electrifying. We we don't want to ruin their parade, right? Yeah. This is going to be a pretty big announcement. Yeah. Now, they did tell us they were going to make it like two days ago, but yeah, here we are. We're waiting. Well, let's see. Okay, if I'm like in Ultra 4 in a leadership position, what do I want to do? A, make an announcement on social media, or B, go bombing around Johnson Valley. I'm going to go with B. Yeah. 
So, I understand. So, uh, just uh, stay tuned for that. You'll know what it is when you hear it, but we're going to have maybe a special episode after that announcement because it's going to be pretty cool. It's special episode worthy. Yep. But every episode we do is special. Man, because you're with you're here, Zach. We and you're uh, special. We thanks. <laughs> we have gotten uh, a lot of good comments from people, man. Like people stopping us, like that we know that listen, or people that we've never met before. Turns out, I don't know if you guys follow us on Facebook, but uh, a group called Off Road Worldwide. They're based out of the UK. They uh, contacted us a couple weeks ago and said, hey, we want to use a portion of one of your shows, uh, the Dave Cole episode where we talked about EV stuff. So we want to use that for one of our live shows. So we gave them permission to do that. We sent them the audio file um, and they they did a little uh, teaser episode last week. I, I think that the live show is on this week, maybe, hmm. if, uh, if they got it figured out. And... Uh, Dude, our faces were on the TV show in the UK. Mm, we're famous. Well, mildly, uh, somewhat. <laughs> we're uh, obviously we're getting we're getting broadcast in two countries, Ugh. both sides of the pond. Yes, I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but the guys at Off Road Worldwide, they're like super cool dudes. Uh, I think that the one guy is actually uh, building a Kawasaki KRX for hammers. Uh. Now I'm a, I'm curious. I I'd like to talk to him about this. Maybe we'll have to get him on sometime. But I don't know if he's based out of the U.S. and he broadcasts in the U.K. or if he's based and building this KRX in the U.K. I wonder what his parts issues are so, over there. If anybody is listening in the U.K. right now and you like do mechanic stuff, let us know this because I have a question for you. So. In, in the United States, well, I guess pretty much the whole world, well, yeah, the United States, we have two fastener styles. We have SAE, which is like 5 eighths, you know, like standard. 9 sixteenth standard, SAE, whatever. And then you got metric. And then there's the rest of the world that's got metric, and they're like, what are these weirdos doing with, like, fractions? Who even deals with fractions? Anyway, I've heard in the UK there's a third option. Is it Corby or Kirby or something like that? Anyway... If somebody knows, let us know, because I've heard that is a thing, and it kind of blows my mind. Here's here's what I want to know from these guys in the UK. What is a giggle pin? Dude. Like, why do you guys always talk about a giggle pin? Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't even know. All I don't I know even know is, if I want to go there. All I know is, from what I've heard, giggle pin, like, if you got giggle pin, you're like fancy pants. Cause well, maybe, maybe we need to get old Martin on here from... Off road worldwide, and he could yeah, uh, he can enlighten us. He could he could culturize he could us. culturize <clears throat> us Yanks. Yeah, <laughs> could you can you imagine? I mean, if we ever got like invited to go over there and see like off roading in the UK, dude, that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. That, I've never I I barely travel outside of Colorado. Let alone. Man, that'd be a long boat ride. <laughs> can an airplane even make it that far? I don't know. I've never been there. If they invented fuel tanks big enough to fly across yeah. the ocean. <laughs> Well, we'd love to come over there. You know what event they have on the other side that I that I've always wanted to go to is uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Have you ever seen this no. stuff? Uh-uh. Oh man! I, now I'm probably going to get all this wrong, and someone can correct me. But basically, 
there is a, a, a fairly wealthy, important person over there that owns all this property. And we could probably Wikipedia Goodwood of Speed Festival. But they just, they build a course on these private roads. And uh, this guy pays for or invites like big, big names with historic race cars. I mean, I'm talking like they're bringing NASCARs over from the 80s and the 90s. I've seen mm. like Dale Earnhardt's actual car over there. Mm. Uh, Jesse James has been over there with his trophy truck. Uh, they have F1 cars. They have exotic cars. They have motorcycles. Basically, they lay out a course and they're like, go as fast as you freaking can on my private property. And it's all like hay bale walls and people everywhere on top of this incredible car show hmm. with all these like historically important automobiles. It, Goodwood Festival of Speed. You guys need to look it up. It's a pretty good, cool deal. Hmm. The other one I've always wanted to go to, of course, is uh, 24 Hours of Omaha. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if I could ever pull that off. I've always wanted to visit visit a uh, a pub over there. I have I have a, a bunch of friends from over there. I don't know where they're from. There's somewhere over there. It's hard to understand them talk because they talk all smooth. Side note, uh, I remember when I found out that I speak with an accent, like the American language or American. You know, we have a very pronounced accent to the rest of the world, obviously. But when I was like eight years old, I thought that our we spoke normal and the rest of the world had accents and spoke weird. And then I was eight and I was like, my mom was like, uh, yeah, we sound just as weird to other people's, you know, they do to us and vice versa. And I'm like, no way. That's the most un-American thing I've ever heard you say. Well, it's it's... I, my mind was blown. My my comfort, my little bubble just shrunk a little bit at that point. But uh, yeah, so I that's a little tangent. Anyway, to go back around, I would really love to go to like a British pub. You know, you always an Irish pub, a British pub. I, I don't know. One of them. Somebody, I, I guess, needs to invite us over there so we so, can. So like... yeah, somebody <laughs> be like, hey, you blokes, come on over. We got a couch for you to crash on, and we're gonna come on over. And we're going to get so much culture, we're going to be uh, enlightened. It's going to be great. Or we're going to get kicked out. Or we're going to get stabbed by a beef eater. That is very possible. Oh my gosh, can you folks out there even imagine <laughs> if the pit guys went to Europe? Oh boy. Man, I don't even know if they should let us into California. They might not. Oh. Well... Man, what else is going on, man? I mean, our our race car, our hammer prep is continuing. Um, it sounds like our Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab car, we're doing the same dance everybody else is. We're waiting on parts. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a lot of parts to get on there. We got a few um, big ticket items to scratch off the list still, but we're, we're sitting pretty comfortable. Uh, I know Josh Smith and Corey Nasso are getting... Uh, their new uh, Polaris Pro XP built over in Pitkin, Colorado. Those guys are posting up good pictures every day of stuff they're doing. Dude, I saw some of those, some of Corey's welds stacking dimes, man. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Good job on that, by the way. Good job. And uh, let's see what else. I talked to uh, Matt Peterson of Champ Racing today. 
That poor guy is trying to not only move his whole house, but his whole garage and oh. shop. And oh. he has a beautiful shop. Oh, my. And he got his new uh, S3 chassis for his Can-Am X3 in. So he has, he has got to move, you know, the whole drivetrain and a bunch of other components over from his old chassis to his new chassis. He he was a little stressed this morning, but hopefully we're, uh, we're going to be able to help him a little bit. Um... Let's see, I haven't talked to old Robert Taylor for a couple of weeks, but I have seen that he is uh, beefing up that Honda a little bit. Mm, yep, yep. That's good, because that Honda needed a little <laughs> more beef. The, the Honda had seen some better days. I, I love the Honda. I've owned a lot of Honda machines. I have a Honda Grom sitting here right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find a Honda Ruckus. But I'll tell you what, that Honda Talon, as much as I do love it, and it's little transmission. It looks like what I would look like if I lined up on the offensive line of the Denver Broncos. That, that's about how puny that thing can be sometimes. <laughs> so Robert feels pretty confident. I think that he has found all the weak points and he is now uh, fixing those. So we're stoked to see him again at Hammers. Well, it's like with heavy equipment, you hard face the buckets and the blades. You, if you put enough welds on everything, it'll hold <laughs> together, right? You hard facing. I'm hard facing my chassis. And uh, yeah, I know we've talked to a bunch of different guys uh, in Colorado. Uh, the guys from Mustache Racing, they got their chassis stripped down, and they're going through and beefing some stuff up. Um, one of their buddies, Rick, just bought a race car. I think we're actually going to help Rick uh, pit at KOH a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's like seven teams right there that are mm-hmm. pretty much from Colorado and Wyoming. Uh, it's kind of funny, man, how many of those guys come from this area and they don't have any races out I was here. just going to say, we should, we should maybe think about, like, what it would take to petition to get a race down in this part of the world. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. next time we're talking to our old buddy Dave. Yeah. We'll uh we'll we'll throw that bug in his ear. Yeah. But sounds like everybody's, you know, just in that process of stripping stuff down and getting it rebuilt. Um Well this for for me, you know, like I I part of Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab and doing some stuff with them, but this is kinda like my well, it's extended because of the weather but usually this is like me gearing up for projects getting the shop cleaned out you know because i've kind of got the firewood squared away for the winter and um my i'm starting a new project a new ev project and you know some of you might know some of you might be watching doing stuff with hopper on youtube but uh i built a e-scooter um has a sweet little thousand watt motor a hub motor in the front and got a nice battery on it and well it had a nice battery well, on it well it's it still works it fell off and kind of exploded <laughs> i put it back together i fixed some circuitry in it it's good to go um but the bummer is i finished it and it was supposed to be my commuter to go to and from work every day and now it's too cold in the mornings it's really frosty and then the nights it's dark and i really don't want to deal with highway 40 coming home at you know rush hour um but so <laughs> rush hour in granby colorado it gets pretty crazy dude i mean there's like 18 cars like the stoplight turned red ones yeah uh so my next project is i've got an ordered an 8000 watt mid-drive electric motorcycle motor 
Um, this thing's like capable of 80 miles an hour, like super, super torquey, high RPM. Um, and I've got this like 1960s, 1970s garden tractor and it's got old Briggs and Stratton eight horse motor. I'm going to take that out and I'm going to put this E motor in there and I might have a freaking garden tractor capable of 60 miles an hour. I'm pretty excited. So I want to get working on this because I'm really excited to do this, but my shop's kind of a mess and I don't have a room to pull it in right now. Is, is it too early to say that this thing might make an appearance at uh, King of the Hammers this year? You know, I really want to bring it to Hammers and show it off and like be like, dude, check out this badass machine I built. However, the motor was kind of expensive and there's going to be a few other costly parts. The problem is the battery required to run a motor of this caliber is like 1700 bucks, And you just don't like go buy a $1,700 battery on a whim because you got like... Well, I feel like you would. I would want to, but I also <laughs> have to do things like be responsible, pay my mortgage, and, you know, they got Christmas shopping now. I got to buy presents for kids and my wife, and, um, yeah, it gets expensive this time of year. But I got that coming up. I'm pretty stoked about that. That's going to be a pretty cool build, I think. I'm hoping it will be all that and more. Like... I'm really into electric stuff right now. You got some good feedback from the e-scooter. Yeah. People seem to like it. I, it's peppy. I mean, you know, on a straightaway, I'm going like 18, 20 miles an hour, which is more than I thought it would do because of the diameter of the wheel. Um, you know, the drive wheel, it's it's a 20-incher. Or wait, it's a 16-inch. That's what it is, 16. So, I don't know. It was my first build. I like it. I have fun with it. Um... Yeah, I'm not really building anything. I got my razor tore apart here. All the suspension off, just going through it. It's kind of, you know, for us in the mountains, we're not big skiers. Uh, we don't have snowmobiles this year to ride. Or us, personally, we don't have snowmobiles to ride this year. And so uh, this is like the kind of year time of year where we start getting in the garage and tearing stuff down from the summer abuse. Uh yeah, it's, I like this time of year, man. I like sitting in the garage working on my stuff. And mm. I had a guy come over and he said, oh, you got all your suspension off. What are you doing? And I, I said, ah, nothing really, just greasing some bearings. But it's good to take that stuff off once in a while and look it all over and see what's going on. Yeah, I actually, speaking of snowmobiles, I was driving by the uh, Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab shop the other day heard this noise and i had to like pull over and listen and i'm like what is that noise well it was joe joe was like going through snowmobiles and you could hear his heart breaking because there's no snow to go riding on poor guy wants to get out and ride along with all my other sledhead friends yeah they're all they're all pretty sad because there's nothing to ride on well i know it i know it's gonna snow and i know when it's gonna snow but do you though january 25th yeah. is gonna snow about 25 inches yeah. Because we're leaving uh, the 26th for yep. KOH. So I'm sure it will snow the day before we leave, as usual. But, uh, mm. yeah, man, we're just staying busy. Uh, hopefully all you guys out there are staying busy. So if you're listening to us, I got a couple requests, okay? So, one, if you know of a Honda Ruckus that's really cheap because maybe the motor's blown or something, Hit us up, because I'm looking for a Honda Ruckus. I'd really love to do an e-conversion to a Honda Ruckus. But 
In Colorado, they're super trendy, everyone wants them, and people are selling their freaking clapped out pile of junk ruckus for like 1500 bucks. That's ridiculous. So if you got line on a cheap a chassis, is perfect, then let us know. Secondly, if you guys have interesting things you want to talk about or like you want to like know more about stuff that we might be able to discuss with some sort of uh, insight, let us know. I mean, we're that, open. That's bold, man. Hey, I, I mean, I'm always looking for interesting stories about things. Like, so like if you got some cool race stories or something, let us know. Yeah, and we, uh, we've got a pretty good lineup of guys that I think we're going to have on the show here between now and Hammers. Uh, this week, we, you know, like we said, we thought we were going to have a great groundbreaking uh, news-breaking <laughs> uh, episode, but... Uh, he got busy. Yeah, they got busy. It's all good. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we figured it was a good time to update us. Um, we should give a shout-out this week to... Uh, our friend Monica, she was in a car accident a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason, people that that uh, were close to Monica told wanted to tell us that she's been listening to the podcast. Oh, that what? was a, that was a terrible idea on their part and her part. <laughs> but you know, she she got an accident up here uh, in the mountains. You were uh, actually one of the responders on it. Yeah, yeah. fractured uh, one of her vertebrae. And uh, I got to say, we were over there last weekend visiting with him. Uh, I think five nights in the hospital, three days after her spinal surgery, and she was home and walking around. Like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, she is motivated to get better, and we're pumped to see that. So She is remarkable. Remarkable lady. Yep. We uh, are excited to, to see her get better, and so we just wanted to give a shout-out to her because... She said she listens, and this is going to be our test. I'm sure she does. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and, you know, I'll bring another another item of, of contention up. So I was coming over here tonight on Highway 40, and I don't understand. So most cars, I think, come with cruise control from the factory, right? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing, or do I own the only vehicle with cruise control in Grand County? Uh, my Harley has cruise control, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, like, one minute I'm doing, like, 35 behind somebody, and then the next minute I'm like, where'd they go? And they're, like, doing 80. And you're like, oh, well, cool. I'll just set my cruise control to 65 and keep on cruising. And then the next minute I'm like, oh, crap, got to hit the brakes because here we here's Doofus doing 55 again. And guess where they turned? Igotti. Oh, Igotti. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not a not a store that you and I probably have ever frequented. Yeah, so those of you who don't know, Agati's like our biggest weed store in Grand County. We like to uh, we like to make fun of them from time to time simply because of it's a little driveway off the highway, and gosh, the people that drive in and out of there sometimes it's pretty sketch. You know, my funny story about Agati, and I don't even mind telling this because I don't. Uh, I don't use their store at all. You don't partake? I, I do not partake in uh, their chosen business. Uh, they put a softball team together in the local softball league one summer. And I got to tell you, those guys were like the meanest, rudest, like most aggressive people in the league. And I thought, 
For sure. They'd they be would super be mellow. They would be super mellow. They'd want to sing Kumbaya. They'd want to have uh, s'mores after the game. <laughs> and like, boy, was I wrong. Those wow. dudes were like cussers, man. I don't know where they pick up their players. But... Maybe it's because... God, he sponsors them with all the seeds and stems, and they're just always grouchy because of that. I wouldn't know what that means. I just see it in memes sometimes, references to seeds and stems. So it seems like the like crappy thing to do in that circle of the world. I, dude, I couldn't even. I don't even know where to go with that. Yeah, and for those of you who do partake, I'm not judging you. I'm gonna go home and drink some whiskey tonight. So do, you do you, okay? You do you. Yeah, man, just don't scream at me when uh, we're playing softball. And use your dang cruise control. <laughs> Please. Oh, oh my man, gosh. we are going to get some great feedback on the uh, spontaneity and randomness of this episode tonight. Well, I could go on. Like, literally, I could I could sit here and rant about stuff the whole night, and we could even get really, really, really inappropriate. Because... Well, you've, uh, you've had a long week at work. Oh, my gosh. Coming off of a week off. So I've I, actually I've actually had a pretty good work week, but oh my gosh! So sometimes, you know, you think when you're in the trenches and you're working hard, and you're like an operator, you're like, man, someday I'm gonna be the boss and it's gonna be super cool. And then you get there, and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I'm like, why did I sign up for this? This is ridiculous. And I look at my guys and. They're working hard and their lives are great. And I, here I am sitting behind a freaking computer and we got this new kitten at work and he's been sitting on my shoulders like all day long while I'm working at the computer. And I tell you what, I've never used Zoom more in my life than I do now. Like Zoom meetings, back-to-back Zoom meetings and calls. No one conference calls anymore. That's kind of de- done for. Zoom has taken that over. And then the paperwork with the state. Uh, if any of you out there listening are at CDPHE, the Water Quality Control Division, give me a break, please. I got a lot of paperwork, but whatever. Well, you the say great, jump, and I say how high. The great thing is, is that for an hour a week, man, you get this awesome therapy session. Yes, that we I get, get to rant. We get to record, and then all of these great, fantastic people in the real world, like, apparently listen to, man. Yeah. Who so, would ever thought? So if you're out there listening, just uh, just know that you're helping me out by providing an outlet for me to rant to. I'm still going to rant no matter what. I mean, I do it on Facebook. Well, last night we were hanging out, and like 20 minutes in, you were like, crap, we should have recorded this, because this yeah. is like podcast gold. Yeah, and then I realized that it was like probably would have gotten a lot of people fired and maybe myself in prison, so that was a good thing that didn't happen. Yeah. And that was a joke, by the way. I only ever say good things and nice things and uplifting things, and I love everybody. Yeah, you're the kumbaya. Yeah. You love to sing kumbaya, man. I do, and s'mores. But yeah. anyway, well, that's kind of what I've. That's kind of what's going on tonight in Hopper's mind. Not a lot. Yeah. Enough. I'm ready for hammers, man. I'm, re- I'm ready to get back to seeing everybody at the races, and yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So here's what I've been thinking about. So I've never been to Hammers. This is gonna be my first trip out. I'm super, I'm super pumped about it. Um, one thing that I am uh, l- l- dreading, 
legitimately dreading is well, how long we can be out there. It's like ten days. Ten days. Yeah. yeah. So like almost two weeks. That's a long freaking time to be away from a hot tub. I I, I so, am with you, man. I think I think and hear hear me out. So this is I I'm, I was legitimately talking about this with my wife the other day. We were sitting in the hot tub. And I'm like, oh, how do we get a, how do I make this happen? So I got my crawler hauler right, which is it's a beautiful. It's a 36, 32, 36. It's I don't big. know. It's like a thirty five ish foot gooseneck. Um, it's got like 18,000 pound capacity. It's pretty freaking overbuilt for what I use it for. The front part of the gooseneck, uh, flatbed is my, uh, pickup truck camper. It's got a slide out, pretty sweet setup, but the thing's got such a freaking ridiculously high payload. I'm like, okay, I could put a hot tub on the back of that and I could do like a wood fired hot tub. And they got these things like smudge pot type stuff, and we could, I could rig something up. So I think I'm gonna work on rigging something up so I can bring my hot tub with me to hammers. Where are we gonna get the water? That's I will have problem. it filled. It will go pre-filled. It'll have a watertight top. I'll build a watertight top. You know what if you had one of those 110? No, hot tubs it's gotta be running a good, off of a generator. It's gotta be a good big one. It's gotta be because, like, man, I, how nasty would that be, dude? We're water professionals. Do you see what comes into the sewer plant? Oh, man. I, I turn raw sewage into, well, you turn it into legitimate drinking water. I turn it into almost drinking water because, Zach, you've got, like, special tertiary treatment that, like, turns it into drinking water. It's, I don't have it that. It's true. It's true. So that's, I think that's what I'm going to shoot for. I, oh, man, I don't know how I feel about a hot tub at Hammers. I feel like it'd be gross. I feel, Everybody'd want to be in it. Well, shoot, that money-making right there. Charge admission. Oh, man. Like you got to squirt off you on know, my freaking outdoor shower first inside my hula hoop shower curtain. I feel like, I feel like it would turn into a big dude fest. So? Ah, so, well, Zach, are you not in touch with your with your more sensitive feelings? You run, you run with this idea. I'll tell you what I'm going to bring to King of the Hammers. I'm going to bring my pit boss smoker. That's that's just as important, if not more. Yeah. Oh, so, Nebraska. Went to Nebraska. I took my... I have a small Traeger. I took my Traeger to Nebraska. I don't know how I've not traveled with... Or how I... Yeah, okay, this is coming out all weird because I'm super excited right now. But not traveling with a you'll never smoker. Tra- You'll never travel Thank again you. without a pellet Thank smoker. Thank you. Oh, that was, that was uncomfortable. I agree. This is why I've bought my father and my father-in-law both pellet grills so that when I go home, I always have access to one. And so mine's small enough to where it lays on its side. You put a, like two big 55-gallon black trash bags around it and duct tape it up. You lay it on the side and it fits in the back of so, the Suburban. In the Suburban? Yeah, you pull that third row, you roll it down, and it just slides right in there. And it didn't spill all the pellets? Oh, I, I put a bungee cord around the pellet. And then uh, yeah, I keep it pretty clean, right? They do. Uh, my, my snowmobile buddy, Bruce, he's out of Central Kansas. He sells uh, Traegers. Mm. And he has one that the legs actually fold up on so that he could put it in his Suburban or... Uh excursion with uh well see this is still a full, right it's still up. considered a full size it's not a travel size so you can yeah. still do your big cuts on there and mm. my brother daniel was in nebraska and daniel's somewhat of a like a 
street taco wizard type of guy. Like that's I would his never thing. guess that because he's about as unstreet taco as they come. I know, but dude, his street tacos like. He's making them like old world style, like south of the border, legit. Like they're so good. And Is he coming to King of the Hammers with us? We talked about it. We need to invite him. Yes, and then he could make tacos. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. could be like our camp cook, cookie. cookie. Yes. Jaden and him could like we could between oh fried gosh. rice and tacos. We could put on sixty pounds a day. It'd so be great. Uh, after our last interview with Miles, uh, Jaden texted me and was like, "Dude, you put me on the spot." He's like, "Now I'm gonna have to show up to the King of the Hammers with like my." A game for fried rice. Jaden, if you're listening, it's for your own good. Yeah. We want to push you to be better. And by you being better, you're going to better our lives. And our stomachs. Oh my gosh, yes. See, it's all those little things, man, about these Ultra 4 races that are great. Seeing people we don't see, eating stuff we don't eat, eating together. Man, our wives are going to be there this year. That'll be fun. We might actually have to shower while we're there this year. No. I've never taken a shower while I was in in Hammertown. That's ridiculous. Well, the good news is Joe bought that fancy new camper, and it looked like it had a pretty good-sized shower in it. It's like got like six showers in it. Yeah, that's going to be great. But Yeah. Well, we're like, holy cow, we're 45 minutes Uh, into this. Well, we should probably, for the sake of our listeners, we should probably end it here. And for our wives upstairs that are watching our children. wait, wait. Yeah, so it's 7.38. It's not a school night, so the kids can stay up late. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And if you didn't, too bad. Yeah, we're putting it out there. Share it with your friends. Share it with your parents. Watch Doing Stuff with Hopper. Like and subscribe. Who else do we need to like do a shout-out to or shamelessly plug? I don't know. Well, we maybe should, we should mention our sponsor for tonight's show. Uh, that would be uh, Alan Yoder's Amsoil. If you guys uh, you guys like to do your own service and oil changes, you need to get a hold of Alan Yoder. I'll uh, I'll tell you what. I'll make a little piece here. I'll, I'll explain to you how to get a hold of Alan. He is my Amsoil guy, right? We all got our guys. He is my Amsoil guy. Not only is he my Amsoil guy, but he's my. Uh, mixer of delicious drinks. drinks yeah he he is the creator of the alan yoder after all uh the uh, you know what i think i'm gonna go home i'm gonna sit in my hot tub and i'm gonna have an alan yoder or six man you know i don't know if i'm on call tonight or not i'm not working tomorrow so darn it i went on call today maybe i'll sit in my hot tub and i'll have an alan yoder tonight oh this is gonna be good yes on that note yeah we digress. Yes. <clears throat> well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is just a good episode for us to like kind of talk about what we've been doing the last two weeks. Like I said, we got some guests lined up. I do love your idea, man, of uh, you guys reaching out. Give us some questions. Give us some topics. I mean, surely you guys don't want to just listen to us talk about our boring lives all yeah. the time. Yeah, is there something you want to know about Hopper? Like, is there, like, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, if I knew this about Hopper, my day would be so much better. Yeah. Is, or about Zach, like, what is what is Zach's favorite drink? I mean, some people don't know, some people know, but if you're curious about stuff like that, ask us. And uh, maybe you guys have some guests that you'd like to hear. 
Uh, you know, I think we've done a good job of getting some random guests in here yeah. and some big names. And if some of you guys would like to be on, reach out to us. But, yeah, we uh, we appreciate all the, the listens and the tunes we get. And, man, I'm, I'm pumped to keep doing this. And we're going to push through the winter. And we're going to be racing before we know it, guys. And we're excited to see all of you. I'm excited to meet a lot of you guys that have reached out to me. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to be pretty focused at hammers to get our race in and, and to get our five guys that we're helping out all across that finish line, but, uh, we'll be hanging out too. So we'd, we'd really like to see you guys come out and hit us up. We're going to have a nice big flag with our faces on it. We're mm. going to be super easy to find and heck yeah. Come by. I'll sign your forehead. Yeah. Bring <laughs> your baby, man. We'll sign your baby. We're, all, we're totally cool with that. <laughs> yes. But, uh, well, you guys, you guys have a good week. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to, hopefully we're going to have a big big announcement, big announcement to make next week. Mm -hmm. Super pumped. And, uh, we want to share it with you guys first. So have a great week guys. And, uh, we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the pit guys. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the races.